Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 10 As Haley and Max raced toward North Campus, Max couldn't keep his eyes off the spectacle that erupted behind him. Come on! We gotta get out of here! Looking back isn't helping! Haley shouted at him. Max snapped back into reality and kept pace with her. He took those last few moments as they passed the river's fountain to take a mental picture. He was sure the front page photographer was going to get an amazing shot. They always did. Max knew for certain that his article would make the front page. Not because he was prideful, but he had too many facts and connections not to have the front page story. And it frightened him. He had flown under the radar for the most part, but now he was about to take center stage. And worst of all, the most powerful group in the student body would be his new enemy. Let's camp out at my room until campus clears. Then maybe we'll see if we can connect with... Haley was cut off by a face she didn't expect to see. Hunter. Hunter stood at the entrance of her hall's lobby. He was dressed in the infamous maroon blazer, and the light from the street lamp made his suit glimmer like blood glistening in the distance. Max and Haley ran over to him, and he couldn't help but smile. He needed to see their faces before the long, grueling day ahead of him. I'm in full battle gear, guys. What do you think? Hunter said. Max could see the tiredness in his eyes. Max and Haley embraced him tightly. Hunter closed his eyes and gave in to the fear. Guys, I'm scared. Max looked up at him and said, It's tonight, isn't it? Hunter nodded and opened the door to the hall. I gotta show you both something. Hunter motioned for the both of them to walk in. Max and Haley exchanged looks of confusion. Hunter walked in behind them and made his way over to the newly refilled Winchester Journal rack in the lobby. He pulled off the top copy of the newspaper and handed it to Max. Haley leaned in, and they both looked in awe at something they saw coming, but didn't realize what happened so soon. Hunter's headshot was placed front and center, next to Parker, with the front-page Saturday edition hailing them as the new men of the Omega Psi Beta Brotherhood. Max looked up at Hunter. 
Hunter smiled and said, To think, this week they're celebrating me for becoming a brother. And Monday, your words will be in the same spot, telling the campus all the reasons I shouldn't have. Max made a slight attempt at a smile and said, I have to be chosen first. You will be. They'd be insane not to put you on the front page. Maybe we should talk in my room. I think we need to figure out how to keep you guys safe during all this, Haley said. Chad sat at the edge of his bed and tried to make sense of what had just occurred at the center of campus. He picked up his phone and saw multiple texts from the Brotherhood inquiring about what they should do. He tried to not let the situation overwhelm him, but his father, Philip, had entrusted him with keeping the fraternity above water until the case settled. The fraternity went from being celebrated to demonized all in a couple of days, and he couldn't seem to make sense of how to put out all the fires, so he chose to take on one at a time. Chad got up and walked down the hall to Eric's room. Hey, uh, we need to talk. Eric sat up and motioned to a chair for Chad to sit in and took out a notebook and pen. He was accustomed to Chad pouring out his ideas, so he always stayed prepared. Chad sat down and began to explain his plan. Okay, so this morning was not exactly how we thought the reveal day would go, so we've got some damage control to do. What do you have in mind? Eric asked. Let's make an apology on the org's Twitter and any other social media accounts we have. Let's have Connor and whoever the social media guy is drafted, Chad said. That would be Todd, I believe, Eric replied. Yeah, him. The celebration is still a go, but let's have the pledges serve as security and servers, Chad said. You don't think that'll feel embarrassing to them? You know, serving the new members that were once in their pledge class? Eric said with a concerned look. They want to convince us they have what it takes, right? Chad asked. Yeah, Eric replied. Then they need to humble themselves, Chad said. Eric nodded and kept taking notes. I saw that Hunter put his friends Max and Haley on the list of guests he wants to bring, Chad said. I saw that too. Is there a problem there? Eric asked. Not with Haley. I'm actually glad she's coming, Chad said with a smile. Eric smiled back and pushed him playfully. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. Chad laughed and said, shut up. <laughs> she's just... I'd like to get to know her. You'll have plenty of time tonight, Eric said. Chad's smile started to diminish. Max is my concern. You know he works for the journal. Someone I know that studies journalism told me they heard there's an article on us coming out Monday, and he's in the running to get dibs on the front page story. I mean, he's a freshman. He probably won't get it. And even if he did, it would take a lot for him, of all people, to take down an organization this old, Eric said. Chat took a breath and clasped his hands together. He's different. He's smarter than you think. And I have a feeling he might be a problem. Should I take him off the list? 
Eric asked. Chad swiftly responded, No. Let's let him in. We'll keep an eye on him. Maybe even convince him to back down. Eric nodded, and Chad rubbed his lips and began thinking. He had already seen his brotherhood shamed next to his family's fountain. He wasn't going to let it happen again in his own house. Evan got a text from his mother saying, The Omega Brotherhood is getting shut down. President Cook just emailed us saying they approved a temporary disbanding of them until the police investigation is over. Then they'll make a final decision. They'll get the email to cease operations tomorrow morning. Evan breathed a sigh of relief. He had hoped that his words would be enough to convince President Cook to take action, and it looks like they did. He laid down and closed his eyes, then thought about the first steps he took on campus. He and Antonio rode up together. After unloading all their stuff into their room and saying goodbye to their parents, they took a stroll through campus. This is exactly how I thought this would feel, Antonio said. What? Evan asked. Strolling through campus with you. Thinking about all the amazing things our futures hold. I just can't believe it's finally real. You're so dramatic. Chill, Evan said laughing. Dude, I'm being serious. This is... It's like a dream to me. I finally get to make my own choices. I get to write this new chapter in my life, and the best part of it all, I get to do it with you, man. Evan looked at him and kept walking. Don't get me all emotional and shit, bro. Antonio stopped Evan and said, I love you, man. I couldn't have made it here without you. You pushed me. You supported me. You kicked my ass in those SAT prep classes. Evan laughed and smiled at him. Promise me that no matter what, we'll always have each other's back. In life and death, from this moment forward, we stand together, Antonio said. Death? Damn, chill, <laughs> Evan said laughing. Antonio laughed too and looked at Evan seriously again. This is a lifelong friendship promise. From now to the grave, dude. Evan pulled Antonio into a hug and said, Promise. Evan fell asleep, knowing he had kept his promise. And no matter the obstacle, he would never break it. Max sat on the window sill gazing over at the river's fountain. And for some reason, he felt like something was pulling at him, like there was a piece of the puzzle waiting for him to discover. He had spent the night thinking about the Omega Oath and felt like there was something in it that connected to so much more. To the farthest edges of our hollowed grounds, we plant the seed for the wise to find. Brothers branded on bended knee, we are one today into infinity. 
Max couldn't make sense of what the oath really meant. He also found it peculiar that Kennedy's article disappeared. He scoured the internet and the journal's database. It was as if the article didn't exist. Hunter, there's something about that oath that keeps bothering me, Max said. It points to something, doesn't it? Hunter asked. Or somewhere? Haley chimed in. Max leapt from the window seal. I've been obsessing over this. A pledge dropped out after trying to reveal something. Something that the Omegas wanted to keep so secret that they started handing out NDAs. What if... Max's expression revealed that his mind was on overdrive. What if there's more to the story? A reason why Kennedy's article disappeared. A light bulb went off in Max's head. What if the Omega symbol is the key? What if it's like a compass? Like, wait a minute. Secrets are hidden in plain sight, Max shouted. Huh? Haley said. He's talking about... Hunter got cut off by Max who grabbed a sheet of paper yelling, Sam Kennedy! Sam Kennedy said in his document that the truth was laid beneath the soil. Only the wise could find it. He also wrote in his recent book that secrets are hidden in plain sight. Max walked over to Haley's desk and said, Do you still have that map of campus they gave us at orientation? I think so. It might be over here. Haley walked over to her nightstand and took the map out. Here it is. What are you trying to do? Is there something I'm missing? Haley said as she handed Max the map. Your tracing box too, please. Max said in a rush. Haley gave Max a confused look and reached behind her desk and pulled out the light box and sat it in front of him. Max took the sheet of paper he grabbed and placed Haley's map under it. Show me your arm, he said looking at Hunter. Hunter took off his blazer and unbuttoned his shirt to reveal the healing wound on his arm, bearing the Omega symbol. Hunter leaned over so Max could see. Max began drawing the infinity symbol on the sheet of paper with the cross through it. He included the compass points from the Kennedy document and placed north, south, east, and west at the four points. Max reviewed his drawing and turned on Haley's light box. To the farthest edges of our hollowed grounds, we plant the seed for the wise to find, Max whispered. He lifted both sheets of paper. Brothers branded on bended knee. We are one today into infinity. Max placed the two sheets of paper, one in front of the other, on top of the LED light box. And the map illuminated from behind the drawing like a shadow. The four points of the cross all landed perfectly on four distinct points on campus. East, at the University Museum. South, at Trout Fisher Hall. West, at Cambridge Woods. 
and finally north at the Omega House. The center of the infinity symbol looped through the river's fountain at the center of campus. Oh my God, Haley said, placing her hand over her mouth. Hunter leaned in and stared at the image in complete shock. What if something's hidden at these points? The seed, or maybe there's some deeper meaning behind them. We have to find out more. You have direct access to one of them, Max said to Hunter. We all do, actually, Hunter said. What do you mean? Haley asked. Well, I kind of invited you all to the celebration tonight. Haley looked at Max, and they both smiled. Let's make a plan, Max said. This is going to be one hell of a night, Haley chimed back. We have to be careful and focused. This could go well or south in a matter of seconds. So, what are we thinking? Hunter said, pulling out his phone to take notes. Chapter 11 Max dug through his closet for his dress clothes. He found his go-to black blazer and matched it with black Chelsea boots and a cream-colored t-shirt to top it off. Slim-fit jeans to complete the look. He wanted to go for a sophisticated, casual look. Washington Post on top, GQ on the bottom. He went to grab his phone when he suddenly got a FaceTime call from his brother. He sat down and answered. Hey, Christian. What's up? Wait, why are you all dressed up? I'm going to an Omega party. Uh, sort of. Christian's face scrunched up. You think that's a good idea, little bro? Hunter invited me. He was accepted into the Brotherhood. He thought it might help if I got an inside look, Max said. I agree, but I don't know, man. You're treading on murky water. Those boys are nothing but trouble for folks like us. I know you want to write a fire article, but... Christian took a deep breath and scratched his head. You gotta trust that I can do this. This is what I was born to do. This won't be the last time I have to walk into some murky water. There will be other projects that'll put me in a dangerous environment. But I have friends going with me. Max, I hate to say it, but Hunter might not be the one to rely on. Max lifted his eyebrow and pulled the camera closer to his face. What do you mean? I mean, he's a rich white boy who just joined the most powerful org on campus. He's a good kid, but... When the going gets tough, he may change on you. Christian, Hunter isn't like that. You know that. I'm just saying, bro. I love Hunter, but watch your back. You know what happened to me. Those cats are going to see you as a real threat. They'll do anything to stop you.
even if that means calling you a nigger to get your attention. Max's head shot up. They'll bait you, but you can't let them reel you in. You got too much to lose. Max nodded his head. He realized that even though Christian's words stung, he was telling the truth. He just didn't want to believe Hunter would do that. You know I had to be the dream killer. I do it because I love you. I do it so they won't kill your dreams. Max looked down and nodded his head again. You look fly, though. <laughs> they might be mad just because of the drip you got on. Max leaned up, and as much as he tried to fight it, he smiled. Christian was real with him and he always had a way of lifting his brother up in the end. He always said, I have to be real with you before the world hurts you more. Christian smiled at Max. You look like me my freshman year. I swear, when mom had you, God pressed Control-C, Control-V. Just stole my face. Max laughed. Christian smiled, shook his head, and saying, Young black boys make the world go round, it's true. Max smiled and chimed in. Black boys like me and you. Hey, you still remember it? Christian's smile grew wide. They both laughed. Be safe, little bro. Keep your eyes open and your mind sharp. Don't let them see you sweat. Max smiled. Thanks, big bro. Always, little bro. The Omega House was alive and full of energy. Music blasted at a high volume. The guests for the celebration had started pouring in. Hunter, Haley, and Max walked up to the house in formal attire and took one last look at each other before entering. This is it. God help us, Max thought as he felt his cross necklace pressing against his heart. A pledge welcomed Hunter and checked the list for Max and Haley's name. Once they found them, the pledge welcomed them in. Chad walked up to Hunter and gave him a firm handshake. Welcome, Brother Tobersky. It's nice to see you and your lovely guests. This is my good friend Haley. Chat took her hand and kissed it. Haley was confused and taken aback. Is this Titanic? She thought. Just as Hunter was about to introduce Max, Chat cut him off. Oh, I know who this is. Chad gripped Max's hand tightly and said, Good to meet you, Mr. Carter. You know me? Well, I guess you know me from the list, Max said. No, I knew you way before this event. My friend says you're a good journalist. Let's hope you're kind to our brotherhood in your next three years here. I'll try, but the truth always wins, Max said. Chad kept his grip. 
Truth is important, but it can be dangerous. A little tip from a guy who's been here a while. Be careful of the friends and enemies you make early on. It'll define your time at this university. Hopefully, you'll choose both of them wisely. Chad smiled at him and let go of his hand. He looked at all of them and said, Enjoy your evening, and congratulations, Brother Tobersky. Chad walked away, and Haley looked at Max, who looked as if the life had been sucked out of him. Hunter looked at Max and whispered, You okay? Peachy, let's try to get through this in one piece, Max said, smiling. Hunter nodded and pulled them both aside. He pretended to have a casual conversation with them in a whisper. Let's divide and conquer. I'll distract the brothers. Haley, you try to get some info from anyone you can about the sorority pledging process. If they like you, they might give you some frat boy dirt but only if you act like you're one of them. Max, he leaned in closer. The basement is around the corner. If anyone asks, you're going to the bathroom. They all gave each other reassuring nods. Hunter walked over to a large group of brothers and began laughing and conversing, and Haley headed towards the back. Max swiftly made his way toward the basement stairs and asked a pledge. Excuse me, is the bathroom down there? Once Max got access to the basement, he realized that no one was there. He snooped around until he found a back room, opened the door, and noticed it was full of file cabinets and boxes. He began searching and couldn't seem to find anything of good use. The floorboards creaked with every step. Max tried to step lightly, but it didn't help much. He was starting to get restless. Think, Max. Some secrets are hidden in plain sight. Some secrets are hidden in plain sight. Upstairs, Haley made her way toward the back. A girl with long blonde hair and blue eyes approached her, wearing a light blue dress and black high heels. She was an intense beauty. Everything from her makeup to her dress felt couture. Even her walk screamed rich. Hi, I'm Cindy from the Deltas, she said, extending her hand. Haley reluctantly reached out to welcome her handshake and remembered that this was part of the plan. I'm Haley. Nice to meet you, Haley. Are you here with someone? My friend, Hunter, he just became an Omega. You're friends with Hunter? That's awesome. I'm surprised you're only friends. Haley gave her a confused look and cocked her head to the side. I'm sorry? Well, I mean, he's a catch. Tall, hot, good family, and now he's an Omega? (laughs) That's a jackpot combination. Haley gave her an awkward smile. She never really considered Hunter's attractiveness. Rich white boys weren't her type, especially in high school. 
If it wasn't for Max, they wouldn't have met. But after getting to know him over the years, she started to see something in him. His kindness was a surprise to her. She remembered the ride back from Xander's. Hunter talked about how excited he was to see Max's face when they got back. He gripped the wheel of his car and gazed down at the bag of food in Haley's hand. I hate this stuff, but seeing that goofy smile on Max's face when he eats it just... I don't know. It makes me happy, he said. Haley smiled and looked over at him. You really love that kid. That's my ride or die. I couldn't imagine life without him. Here I thought you were just a pretty boy with rich parents. There's a heart under there. Hunter laughed. (laughs) And a brain. Don't get ahead of yourself, big man. Hunter snorted laughing, and Haley took in his glowing smile. He glanced over at her, and they held eye contact longer than usual. Hunter focused back on the road, and Haley glanced out at campus emerging in the distance. She looked out the side of her eye and still saw a smirk on his face. There's something different about this one. Something good. She snapped back into reality and gazed over at Hunter across the room. He smiled back, and she reciprocated. He's a keeper. Don't lose him, because in a couple of days, (laughs) he'll be off the market, no doubt, Cindy said. Huh? Haley turned to the girl with a dazed and confused expression. Trying to recruit another Delta, Cindy? A familiar voice said from behind Haley. Haley turned around and saw Chad smiling. I just wanted to get away from the noise for a second, Haley responded. Not a party person, Chad said. Well, no, Haley said smiling. Just smile and wave, sis. Just smile and wave until he breaks, she thought. If you ever consider joining the Greek community, talk to me, Cindy said. Just knock at the Delta door. (laughs) We're all about diversity. Haley gave her an awkward smile. That's a lie. I'll give it some thought. (laughs) Thanks, Haley said, shaking Cindy's hand. Cindy walked back into the party, and Haley turned toward Chad. I'm not really much of a party guy either, Chad said. A frat boy. (laughs) I wouldn't believe that one second, Haley chimed back. Brotherhood. We have more class than your average frat, Chad said. Haley smiled, and Chad nodded to his room. I can show you some evidence. Chad walked in, and Haley followed, keeping her guard up. Max scanned the room and almost gave up until he noticed something that caught his attention. He saw a random rug with what seemed like a line in the floor running from under it. He walked over to the rug and kicked it aside, revealing a trap door. No. 
Max leaned down and grabbed onto a lever in the trapdoor. He pulled upward, and the door lifted with a slight creak. The darkness below was deep and cold. He quickly pulled out his phone and clicked on the flashlight feature, illuminating an open space with boxes. He moved the light around clockwise, shining in every corner of the space, and realized that it was large enough for a person to walk around. It was basically a lower room. Max hesitantly jumped down into the space and began looking around when he found a box that was long and metal. Eric leaned into the basement door and heard creaking floorboards. He looked over at Pete, who was making his way toward the living room. Hey, Pete, is someone downstairs? Eric asked. Not sure. Shouldn't be, Pete responded as he walked off. The pledge that directed Max to the bathroom downstairs awkwardly walked up and said, Hey, sorry, Brother Lawson. I wasn't told we weren't supposed to let people down there. Eric waved his hand, dismissing the apology, and made his way toward Chad's room. Max pulled on the latch on the box and couldn't get it open. After fumbling with it for a couple of minutes, he turned it over and noticed an engraving on the bottom with an inscription of the oath. Max took a picture. Bingo. Chad showed Haley pictures of his father and grandfather in front of the Omega house. Our legacy goes back years. As you can see, they're all wearing the maroon blazer. What other frats do you know have that type of swag? Chad said. Haley laughed and reached over to a framed picture of the fraternity's creed. He read the creed to her, detailing the organization's desire to build boys into men. He shared his pride for the brotherhood and the blood bond they share years of molding a deep connection with them. Well, you argued a good case, Haley said. Well, my dad's a lawyer, so it's in my blood, Chad said with a smile. He looked at Haley, and she asked, Have they made you into a man yet? Yes, but I wouldn't mind you confirming it. Chad said, closing his eyes and leaning in. Haley leaned back and looked at him like he had lost his mind. Chad opened his eyes and realized he made his move too quickly. Did I read the situation incorrectly? Yes. Enlighten me on what you would have expected, Chad said. Show me how a man leads. What have you done to lead the organization? You're not what I expected, Chad said. Haley cocked her head to the side and smiled. What? Because I don't fall over you like some of these other girls? You're attractive, sure. I'll give you that. But you'll have to do way more than show me some pictures and talk to me nice for me to be anywhere near interested in you. 
Chad looked down, bit his bottom lip, and looked back at Haley. Why did you follow me back here? Maybe it's because I wanted to see the big bad Chad in action. (laughs) You know, girls would bend over backwards to get a chance to be in my shoes right now. And I can't seem to figure out why. I guess once you meet the wizard behind the curtain, you see right through him. You don't know me, Chad said, getting up. (laughs) I know you very well, Chad Rivers. You fight hard for what you want, and you'll do whatever it takes to succeed. I admire that about you. (laughs) You don't try to be a sheep. You just aim straight for wolf. I think you should leave, Chad said, eyeing the door. Eric ran up and awkwardly said, Hey, we have a situation. I'd rather you handle it. Chad looked at Haley and said, I'll be right back. (laughs) I thought I was being invited to leave, Haley chimed back. Actually, you know what? We're not finished here, Chad said, storming off. Haley smiled condescendingly. As he left, and she pulled out her phone and texted Max and Hunter. He's moving. Keep an eye out. Hunter looked around and saw nothing, but kept his conversation going. Max, I hope you find what you're looking for. Soon. Max fumbled again with the latch. He grabbed the edge of the box to lay it back down when suddenly he felt a small opening the size of a pin's edge under the latch. He thought quickly and felt for the pin in his suit jacket. He pulled it out and pressed its tip into the hole. The case's latch clicked and popped open. Max laid the box down and lifted the top, revealing the branding iron with the fraternity's symbol. He leaned back, and took in the masterful design of the brand. Is this really happening? Max took out his phone, took a picture, and got up. He looked at the open case as if he had found the Holy Grail. A glimmer of hope was overshadowed by the feeling of darkness approaching. He felt inside like someone was coming. He just felt it. Suddenly, he started hearing footsteps heading toward the stairs and looked around the room to find a way to hide or escape. He analyzed the room like a computer, searching for a way out, and started to lose hope. This is Hayes, book one an audiobook fiction podcast in six parts, written and narrated by me, Darius Buckley. For more information about Hayes, visit DariusStoryLab.com slash Hayes. Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.